Hello and many thanks for joining us on Search for Truth. It's great to have your company. This is your Bible study program with your Bible teacher, Brian Johnston, and today's talk number five in this nine-part series about great spiritual movements. Brian looks today at the Spirit's movement of Christians toward unity, which is a reference found in Paul's letter to the Ephesians, chapter four and the third verse. But now, for more uh, information, let's go to Brian. Thanks, John. Well, in the first century, churches began to spread around the Mediterranean and onwards and westwards into Europe. It was the answer to the Lord's promise. You remember, in John 14 and verse 12, the Lord had promised greater works lying ahead, and these were to be performed by his own followers who planted these churches. The arrival of the churches were also the answer to the Lord's own prayer recorded in John chapter 17. You remember how he prayed in this way, I do not ask on behalf of these alone, but also for those who believe in me through their word, that they may all be one, even as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be in us, so that the world may believe that you sent me. The glory which you have given me I have given to them, that they may be one, just as we are one, I in them and you in me, that they may be perfected in unity, so that the world may know that you sent me and loved them, even as you have loved me. Father, I desire that they also, whom you have given me, be with me where I am, so that they may see my glory which you have given me. For you loved me before the foundation of the world. O righteous Father, although the world has not known you, yet I have known you, and these have known that you sent me, and I have made your name known to them, and will make it known, so that the love with which you love me may be in them, and I in them. The historic New Testament community of churches of God was the result of the apostles initially doing the promised greater works of God by fulfilling the Great Commission. And as an ever-expanded community, they remained God's united people in answer to Jesus' prayer in John chapter 17. This united people in God the Father and God the Son reached out to other neighbouring cities, and so additional churches were planted around the eastern seaboard of the Mediterranean and into its hinterlands. And so, as we say, this was the answer to our Lord's prayer in John chapter 17. The scope of that prayer was self-evidently the whole body of Christ, for the Lord Jesus was praying for all believers in himself. The objective of the prayer, and the answer to it, however, narrows down upon those who become so visibly unified that they are an effective testimony on earth to the unbelieving world. And so the very next book of the New Testament unfolds in detail the sequel to this prayer. Notice how the Lord prays in John 17, As you sent me into the world, I also have sent them into the world. We can compare verse 18 of the Lord's Prayer there with the Great Commission of Matthew 28 and verses 18 to 20. And Jesus came up and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age." As a result of this, based on what we find in Acts chapter 1 and the rest of that book, we find the answer to the Lord's John 17 prayer and to his Matthew 28 commission, 
The answer to both is to be found specifically in the community of local churches that are described in that first Christian history book of the Acts of the Apostles. Throughout the book of Acts, we have documented for us how, over time, with the spread of the good news, individual churches, known as churches of God, came into existence at various locations around the seaboard of the Mediterranean. Notice, I said individual, but not independent, for indeed they were not independent. They each bore testimony to the essential character of the body, that is, the body of all believers, and what's more, they were very definitely interdependent on each other in one overall early Christian community. That's why the various collective nouns of the New Testament were so fitting. They were a nation, a kingdom, a priesthood, and of the household of God. As a collection of close-coupled churches, they equally bore witness to the essential unity of the body of Christ, for they were without doctrinal variation, and they also showed a real practical care for each other. The universal church of all believers, known biblically as the church the body, is a mystical unity, and so for that reason it's an invisible unity. In answer to Christ's prayer of John 17, the emerging nation, kingdom, priesthood, etc., to which the disciples of Christ then belonged, came into existence to give visible expression on earth to this mystical body or universal church. What we're saying is that Christ's prayer was then answered, and will always be answered, when the essential unity of the body results in an actual expressed unity of a single community of local churches on earth, arranged according to the biblical pattern. Those who belong to Christ are seen as a completed number of persons in our Lord's prayer. He's praying for his own. And in John 17, this is not an overlapping matter with the world of unbelievers. All members of Christ's church have been chosen to obey, the Apostle Peter tells us. However, and this is the key point to notice, that obedience is not automatic. So the Lord prayed in advance for it to happen. In other words, he was praying that the maturing process for the body of Christ that's outlined in Ephesians chapter 4 would actually materialise as believers cooperated with the Holy Spirit's promptings in their lives, as body members spoke the truth, even doctrinal truth, lovingly with each other, Christian unity on earth was to be reached through each submitting to obedience to the Lord's teaching. This teaching of the Lord Jesus is found today preserved in the New Testament scriptures, the same as was first taught orally by his apostles 2,000 years ago. And so in those early New Testament times, believers in Christ attained to what the Bible calls the unity of the faith. The Christian faith, which was delivered once for all to believers in the Lord Jesus, leads to a single community with five features clearly visible across the New Testament landscape. Namely, one, there was only ever one local church per city. Two, when believers were added in one locality to a church, they were added to the overall community of churches. Three, each local church had elders in the plural. Four, it was coordination between these elders that gave the churches their connectional structure. Five, they were connected such that they could claim that they uniquely constituted God's house, a status that was, 
and to this day remains conditional on maintaining the apostles' teaching, or in other words, the apostolic faith. If the early answer to the Lord's Prayer is found in the progress of first century New Testament churches of God in the Acts of the Apostles, then it can again be answered in churches that operate as a community today in the same way as they did in the first century. The Spirit, the Holy Spirit, was sent to facilitate this. And this is the only movement of the Spirit that we can thwart. Before he went back to heaven, the Lord provided his leading disciples, principally the apostles, with the blueprint for unity. Just as flat-pack furniture manufacturers really want you to successfully build their furniture and so go to great lengths to provide you with detailed instructions, it's the same with the Lord. He went to great lengths to leave behind a plan for success. The Lord longed for unity amongst his followers. He prayed for it. So is it conceivable that he didn't prescribe a unique set of instructions, which if repeatedly followed in every place and in every era, would lead to it becoming the answer to his prayer? And his prayer, as we've seen, was that the essential character of the universal spiritual body would be expressed in an actual, practical, visible unity on earth. Independent designer churches, all of different man-made ideas, can never hope to do justice to representing the mystical unity of the universal church with its perfect oneness. There's one plan for one visible community on earth, and it's never changed since the Lord prayed this prayer and passed the plan on to his apostles. The Lord's prayer here reverberates still. It is in effect that he still wants us to follow his one original plan. Will we all submit to it? We will, if we want to be part of the answer to Jesus' prayer. Our current book, entitled Great Spiritual Movements, 
contains all the transcripts of the nine talks in this series. It's available on request, and if you'd like a copy, just write in by post or email. I'll be giving you the contact details shortly if you have a pen and paper to hand. But the talk you've heard today is also available to download via the internet, either in audio or in text format. But to obtain the book, simply ask for Great Spiritual Movements, and you can do this by email or by post, and here's our address. Search for Truth, Hayes Press, The Barn, Flaxlands, Royal Wootton Bassett, Swindon, SN48DY, UK. Our email address is sft at churchesofgod.info. You might be interested to know that uh, many titles of Search for Truth transcript booklets have been turned into ebooks and are available at amazon.co.uk forward slash Kindle hyphen ebooks. In the Kindle store, just type Search for Truth Brian Johnston into the field and you'll find them. Finally, many thanks again for the pleasure of your company. Uh, It's been a pleasure to have you with us, and I hope you'll join us next week to hear about how the Spirit moved in the downfall of Satan. It's called Pride Goes Before a Fall. But until then, it's very best wishes from Brian, David, our singers, and me, John. So cheerio, and as always, may God richly bless you. God is faithful.